Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Empire. Welcome to the latest edition of All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner. I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino. Uh, Carl, uh, a, a loss at Tampa Bay Lightning, six uh, three. Lots of shots uh, without without saves uh, for the Capitals. Some inconsistency. They've lost, I want to say, six of uh, of ten games. What are your thoughts on kind of the up and down here? Given, I mean, I guess it's not surprising given how many injuries this team's had. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm not not too surprised, and things have been a bit of a. I guess a bit of a struggle, and you know Tampa comes into uh, into DC, and and uh, you know the Caps beat them five one, pretty pretty nice game for Washington. So you kind sure. of expect that there's going to be uh, something, uh, I guess a little bit of a return. But you know the, the way that the, I guess the way you know six three doesn't, I guess it doesn't look all that bad on paper. But um, you know with it the wasn't way the great. game went, it wasn't great. Exactly four first period goals for for Tampa. Um, you know three of them kind of right after the other, you know, and I guess three in, in eight minutes, in eight minutes of the game, it's that that's where it is right there. You know, that there's, there's a bit of an issue. Um, you know, they crawled back a little bit to, to, to put some, some, you know, goals on the scoreboard there, but not the way that you want the game to go there. And, and yeah, it, it just has been a lot of inconsistency, right? And this is, you know, we've talked about the, the, uh, the, what is it? The American Thanksgiving timeline, right? Yep. You know, that's where you want, See where your where your team's at, and then obviously things are a little bit different um, because the the season started a little bit later. So you know, the, maybe the maybe it's pushed back a little bit further from. It's Christmas to me it's, now. Yeah, it's more Christmas now. But you know, you want to you want to see the uh, you want to see the team maybe a little bit more in the mix than they are right now, and uh, so it's a little bit a little bit tough to see. But uh, you know, I still have confidence in the team to to figure some things out. Now the teams are starting to come back to life. And the Caps uh, specifically will have to battle maybe a little bit harder than, than some of them with uh, the injuries that they've had. But you know, it's yeah, it's it's been a little bit a little bit tough to see. You, you, were you in the building Friday night for the Lightning game? I wasn't in the building. Th- no, that I... was the most fun crowd. I'm telling you, man, that the game was fun. The game was juicy, and the crowd you could tell was a little liquored up and been having fun during the afternoon. But like, it was one of the more fun atmospheres I can remember for a regular season game. Really, I wonder. I wonder what. Um... You know what the difference is. You know that's what you would like to have all the time. If sure. You, have, you know, it, well, I'm telling you, like it's it makes such a big difference on the ice when the crowd is into it. It's it's very clear on the bench um, when you're in a building where where the crowd's excited and everybody's having fun versus one when when it's the opposite. And and it just it makes the the game so much more fun to play, so much easier to play. And you know, it, you know, it's like a I don't even know. It's like fan it's like a fan lesson one-on-one one-on-one you know if, if you can if you can bring the excitement every single time and even after a goal is scored against against your team um and you can find a way to 
to find the energy again. It just makes it makes the building so much more fun to play in. Um, and it, it's one of those ones where uh, visiting teams will come in and be like, oh, man, I love playing in Wash because cause the fans are always super engaged. And, you know, it, it's hard, I know, to, to always bring bring the intensity on the yes, ice yeah. and off the ice. But, you know, it's just it, it's really nice to see when a building's like that. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt when you got a goal scored ten minutes in, crowd's kind of into it, and then they kill off a five minute five minute match penalty. Sonny Milano scores right after. Like it was the, the play on the ice made the crowd improve. Yeah, exactly. So it goes both ways, right? Players have to be good, fans ideally would be good, and then you uh, and then you have the perfect storm. But I that hit, I mean, I I saw the replays of yep. it. I didn't really see it live, but. You know that's unfortunate. That's a that's a tough way to come into uh, to the to the team and and then go out with a, a suspension like that as well. You know I, you hate to see it. Um, games fast though, things but, like that happen. Look, I I think a three game suspension is. I I, I thought we thought after the game it was going to be two to five. Three games didn't surprise me at all. Yeah, because he. He's never been suspended before, but he's had some fines. Is that right? Correct. Yes, and and and, and he's he's known for, for for being able to to take the body and, and hits. But you just even if it wasn't intentional, where he stuck his his shoulder out, you can't make that kind of head contact. Exactly, and that's it. I mean, you have to be you have to have accountability. You have to be able to to, to stop yourself. You know, even though things like we said, things do things happen. do happen. You just you just need to be a little bit more careful now, right? And it's um, you know, it's. It's unfortunate because you know the, the game is it's fun because of the hitting because of the fighting um, people enjoy seeing you know it, it's like you like to watch things or or do things that that get the juices flowing because you know it, it, that's just it it's not like you're you're walking down the street expecting to get hit by somebody right right but you like to watch hockey because you you, you may get to see some of those so those big hits so you know it's what I've noticed in in football a lot too is uh, you know, there's the you see so many of the defensive players just pull up now when a when a quarterback is you know going for a running play because you know obviously the the repercussions are are quite severe now and uh, it's 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 going that direction in hockey um, but you know luckily we still have uh, a pretty good element of physicality it's just you know cleaning things up and keeping it as fair as possible yeah and, and like that's what i mean by, by like a juicy game is you never want to see that hit happen but then all of a sudden hathaway and, and patrick maroon fight and there's almost a brawl and there's a brawl later and like the, 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 like not only were goals coming there were fights coming there were goals coming that's what i mean about how, how it was a juicy game yeah for sure and it would be nice those are the games where it's nice to have tom in the lineup too right changes the darn right the whole of that but you know unfortunately uh, not there but uh but yeah it's uh it's nice when you see some players step up and and get into some of that rough stuff who don't don't typically get into it Mantha, and then the Mantha that, had a Gordie Howe hat trick man exactly I mean that that's it like you when you as a player it's so funny like when you you get yourself into a position where you have a goal and an assist and then you're just looking for something just so that you can 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 have a gourd gordy because that that's a it's a stat that you know it's it just doesn't get talked about but that's like a that's a very well-rounded stat you know it, uh, to be able to find yourself into all three of those positions you know scoring a goal assisting and getting into a fight it's a very uh it's you know it's like the what is it, the triple what is it, a triple double uh, yeah, yes yeah in basketball right like it's a pretty it's a pretty neat stat to have and i think that those those players that that can get those um Typically, the ones that you want to have on your team. How many Gordie Howe hat tricks do you have? Oh, at least five, six. Five of them. Okay. 
I'm just kidding. The over under was going to be one, and it was going to be one for me. Um, I think I am trying. To, I have only ever one, maybe two games where I had a goal and an assist. So right. if I ever had multi point games, it was typically assist um, and not goal and assist. So. Yeah, I mean, it was. It would have been nice to have a few more of those, but uh, no, I, I, I didn't. But yeah, thanks, thanks maybe, for you, know, thanks. you with the reminder. Yeah, yeah, sure. I was, <laughs> I was just, just checking. We, we, we know, we know that you were, you were not a, a, a fighter. We've talked about that plenty. Or a goal scorer. I mean, but I mean, you, you, you could put the puck toward the net, and sometimes it goes in. Oh, it's funny. I mean, I'm just thinking about it now. Like, I, I know that I, I've had a conversation with with buddies uh, recently, even just like, you know. I, you take a lot of heat sometimes for not throwing the puck at the net. And I've told you many times how oh, much yeah. I hate <laughs> the crowd is, uh, is on guys, but you know, I, it, it's one of those things that who knows if, if I would have tried to put the puck towards the net, would I have maybe squeaked out, you know, 10 more points in my career? Maybe would I have given up, you know, two or three more, uh, odd man rushes? Maybe. Uh, but it's, it's hard to know for sure. And, and look, I, I that wasn't I your job. It. We know that it wasn't my job. I know, but you know, if I go back and I think about um, things I would have liked to have done differently in my career, I would have loved to have been able to to put the puck on net a little bit more. You know, ha- be able to float a few through. You know, maybe maybe get a couple tips here and there. I, I'd say that's probably the number one thing that I I wish I could have done a little bit differently was was found a way to to get more pucks on net it's just so hard and that's why those players are are such a premium the ones that can that can find a way to get pucks towards the net i, I it's just a very very hard thing to do speaking of that I, when i was in vegas for the player media tour at the start of the year a, a bunch of reporters around me were asking uh some of the stars like if you could have any other players kind of a quality from any other player and most people said mcdavid skating matthew shot Ovi shot rasmus Dahlin said john carlson's point shot and john is great at doing that he really is, and I think that he he's always had a great shot. Um, but you know, one of the things that I guess two of the things I've really noticed over the last you know five years, I guess not not uh, being on the ice with him, um, is his passing has gotten like so much better. It was he was already a good passer, but I think his I think it's gotten you know to a point where it's it's absolutely elite. But his shot too, like he he is so he's gotten so accurate with his point shot um whether it's a slap shot or wrist shot i feel like he's he's just so well aware of of where where the puck needs to go now and and how to get it there and uh you know it it is one of those things that it's a it's a a lesser talked about skill is just being able to to put a put a puck on net and accurately um and not not too many guys can do it you know you see obviously carly do it makar does it really well um, and then, you know, I struggle to, to think about, you know, who all, who are all those other guys, you know, I guess Brent Burns puts a lot of pucks at the net as well. Sure. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's either, it's either quantity or quality, right? Like you either throw everything there or you throw less there, but you throw really, really, uh, dangerous, high dangerous, uh, shots at the net. And, you know, there's there's very few guys that can do both. Um, I think Carly, I think Carly does that pretty well, though. Yeah, you can get the shots through. Uh, when we come back on All's Caps, Matt Wyrick, who is the rookie beat writer for NBC Sports Washington, will join us next to talk about what it's like to cover hockey now after years of doing baseball. You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alston. I'm AP Hockey writer Steve Weiner. We are happy to be joined by Matt Wyrick, the rookie Capitals beat writer for NBC Sports Washington. First of all, Matt, thanks. Uh, welcome to welcome to the beat. Thanks for having us. What are your thoughts I guess, so far? I know you've done nationals in the past in baseball. What what are your early impressions on covering the Capitals and being around hockey now? What's up, guys? Yeah, thanks for having me, and, and thanks for the warm welcome. Uh, it's it's been fun so far uh, getting to know this sport, hockey. This is a sport I really didn't start covering and, and following intently uh, until around the time they won the cup. You know, I grew up in the area, so obviously went to a few Caps games growing up. And As long as you didn't uh, yell shoot at Carl, everything's fine. Yes, I did not, <laughs> I can safely say. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's been fun. It's definitely a lot faster pace. I think that's the one big thing for me is uh, baseball. It's a slow game. Uh, it's, it's a game I've, I've covered for a long time, very comfortable with it. But you're, you're able to kind of watch things unfold in real time and, and react to them pretty quickly and easily hockey. You, you look down for two seconds and you feel like you've missed half the game. So that has definitely been probably the biggest adjustment so far. I'm, I'm curious. Do you think like, because baseball, I mean, there's so much analytics in baseball stats are a big, a big deal. Do you find that, you know, say, say you weren't paying close enough attention to, you know, the entire baseball game. Do you think looking at the stats um, that have been broken down, of a baseball game, you can get a pretty good picture of, of how that game went. Do you feel do you feel the the same for hockey, or do you feel like that's a game that you you know you personally need to watch closely um, just to kind of get a better feel for it versus checking out the stats at the end of a game? Yeah, I think especially with the stat cast numbers that have come out about baseball. I mean, you can look at the velocity of the pitch, the type of pitch, uh, where it was hit, how hard it was hit. Uh, what the expected you know, rate of catch was on the type of ball that was hit. I mean, even if you were everything, where data I feel like in hockey is a little bit harder to find. I think, yeah, I think you can overall kind of look at goalies' performances through the numbers a little bit easier because it's a bit easier to quantify. But with with the forwards and, and following, you know, how a play broke down and things like that, you really only know how a goal happened by watching intently how the play developed. Yeah, I, I, for for sure. I think baseball tells an easier story of that. Uh, I'm curious, like, and and, and Carl, uh, Carl, and I've done did this podcast because we did this in the locker room for a decade. But dealing with hockey players versus baseball players, what is different in in the locker room clubhouse sort of sort of contrast? Uh, I feel like well, one for one thing, uh, it's a sprint after the games in hockey. Uh, the the I locker love room it. opens I love up it, man. right away. You're able to go right in. With baseball, I mean, we would go in and, and wait for 15 minutes for Davey Martinez to come out and then go into the, lo- the clubhouse and probably another 15 minutes while guys are showering and you're standing there for 45 before you finally have all of your quotes. Where in, in hockey, you get everything within 15 minutes. So that's very efficient uh, for sure. But as far as the, the players are, 
uh, you know, there are a lot of similarities. I think that um, baseball players tend to speak in a lot of cliches, uh, and, and I've definitely seen a similar trend here in hockey. So trying to break through uh, that level of questioning to kind of dig deeper and, and get more answers. I think uh, as I kind of get used to being around these guys, talking to them a little bit more, maybe they'll open up more uh, instead of kind of giving the company line from time to time. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's funny because you, uh, you, you you know right away, well, I mean, I at least I could pick up which players listening to them the next uh, morning on whatever I was listening to, NHL on the fly or, or TSN, whatever whatever I was watching, which ones, you know, just give the same old stock answers and then which ones will expand a little bit. And it is nice to be able to to find those ones, but there's so there. I find that it depends on the team too. Like some of them, the 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 members of the media, um, you know, I, I noticed it here in Wash where I, I felt like I felt free that I could I could explain what was on my mind and that it was going to come out that way, you know. Sure. And then there's other mm-hmm. places where you you say it one way and then you know it just fits into the overall story however it fits in, you know, whoever's writing that story. Um, I feel like the players here maybe have a little bit more freedom and feel like they have a little bit more freedom to say what they, what's on their mind and what they want to say because they know it's going to come out that way. Um, you know, I, I don't know how, how it would, how you feel, you know, because you know baseball, you know, as well as you do, um, when when you're writing your, your the, the what you're writing in, in hockey, do you feel like, you, um, you know, you use the quote that the player that the player gives you to write your story a little bit more, or do you already have your story and then try to fit the quote into it? If, if that makes any sense. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think you know, one of my, when I first introduced myself to a lot of these guys, I was telling them like, look, you know, I, I was a base I was covering baseball two weeks ago uh, when I showed up for training camp, so this was all very new, and I was trying to pick up things as I came along. And uh, I'm going to ask some dumb questions from time to time, but. Uh, that's going to kind of give you the freedom to to really show me the game through your lens, where I feel like I am learning hockey through you guys, learning how this offense works, how how you guys' team style works, uh, where I'm kind of telling the story from their perspective. I definitely try to let the quotes tell the story more so uh, than maybe my own self. You know, if we're going into a feature, things like that, obviously that kind of expands. But first on a, on a day-to-day basis, covering games, things like that, you know, if, uh, if Lars Eller comes out and says that, you know, we really need to get the D-men more involved on the five-on-five, you know, I'm absolutely going to write around that and not necessarily say, well, I thought, you know, maybe they could bring up somebody else, you know, whatever. Um, I I definitely have been kind of seeding to them as they are the experts uh, in this field. Yeah, I think that's a a great way to do it. And it's also cool to see how um, when somebody brings up an analogy, right, how they they see the game too, because – one one person may see it completely different than the other one, and I love to like it's great when when um, if you can get to a player before the coach talks to the team all the time. Um, mm-hmm. It's so it's so good too because you can hear what the player says, and then the coach will will have their media availability and say one thing. Versus if a coach comes in right after a win, say for example, and says, "Oh, you guys, you know, we were great today on the four check. You know, great job, everybody." blah 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 and the next thing you know in the media all the players said yeah we were great on the fortune today right <laughs> just kind of just kind of reiterates whatever the coach said but it's nice to see when you can get a player's uh, opinion versus you know the coach because they were watching it on the bench versus you know if you're watching it um you know up, upstairs um 
you know, in, in with the with the media, it's it's different from all different levels. So, you know, I, I, I love when you can uh, get it, paint an entire picture and have everybody give you their own analogies on how the game went too. But what I always yeah. love to do, what I always love to do, uh, sorry to interrupt, Matt, is I, there would be times like, especially when I was on the beat, Carl, where like I would see a game a certain way from up top of like this is my read on the game and then go in and ask you guys about it or ask Bruce or, or, or Adam Oates or Dale Hunter about it. And when and then the question was, do you write it how you saw the game or do you write it how you guys saw the game? Because sometimes it's not the same thing. Absolutely. And also, like, there is often more than one answer. I mean, you sure. you aren't just necessarily pointing to a play and saying this guy was the one dude at fault. I mean, you know, the players who were up on the rush, they were up there by the puck. They saw one thing, but the guy – Standing at the back, saw another. It's the guy on the bench, uh, saw something else, ups up in the media, saw the whole thing. I mean, there really is no one straight answer. So when you do have the players and the coaches and they all get together and they decide, okay, this was the reason we lost tonight, and then they speak to the media, you're you're kind of only getting, you know, one facet of really, you know, the crux of what happened. Yeah, and I think it's cool, too, because you, you know, it, it is good to, to take them all in. Because I can give you an yes. example. <clears throat> there was a play that, that happened uh, to me in Montreal. It was against Tampa, and um, and the, a puck got cleared, and I think Kucherov was had a bit of a head, head of a steam, so he got to the puck first in our corner on uh, the D zone. And last I checked, you know, there was there was nobody really that close to us, right? So I'm I'm taking an angle from the inside out, right? So I'm going to try and force him up towards up towards you know the wall to the side wall. And, you know, not knowing that Stamkos had jumped off the bench and beat our other forechecker uh, up the – or our backchecker, sorry, up the ice. And so I pretty much gave him a free lane to, to backhand a puck right to the middle, to the slot. Um, you know, easy play to Stamkos, one-timer goal. And the, um, the media asked me after, like, you know, what, what did you see on that play? Like, how come you played it the way you did? Because to them it looked like – I just allowed him to get to the puck and then pass it to the middle for for an easy goal. And the way that I saw the play was it was me and Kucherov and there was nobody else wide open in the slot and I was going to make sure he went away from the net. And just explaining it, you know, the way the way that you guys would see it versus the way that you'd see it on the ice versus even just what was being said on the ice. You know, it, it's nice if you can paint that entire picture. I know it's it's hard sometimes to get all the words into a story, but you know, it is it is a, a very uh, you know it's it's just nice to to get everything as well rounded as possible. Yeah, Carl, you 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 had a baseball related question for Matt, and then then we're going to get to stupid questions. Yeah, I mean, I I just watched the uh, the Nolan Ryan documentary on uh, on Netflix, and Matt, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but um, you know, as a guy that likes to play baseball and enjoys watching it, um, but not really following it uh, that closely, um, I I was shocked just to see you know how. <laughs> how many records Nolan Ryan has and um, you know, how difficult it seems like some of those were to get. And I'm curious, you sounds know, like, like Gretzky to me, <laughs> sounds like Gretzky to me. Exactly. Like he's got, you know, the, the strikeouts, um, the no hitters and all that stuff. Like would, would you be able, do you think that getting a no hitter is harder than uh, a shutout for a goalie? Like I would, I would assume it is. But you know, can you compare the two? You think, or do you think a no hitter is 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 quite a lot tougher than a shutout for a goalie? I'd say I'd say a no hitter is definitely tougher. You know, we these days, last couple of seasons, we've probably seen between three and six uh, no hitters a year. 
for the entire league where I feel like the best goalies in the NHL are at least getting two a season. Yeah, uh, I mean, but really between – and some of the best five to ten, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So for to do – you know, have two no-hitters in a single season – you know, Max Scherzer did it for the Nationals a couple of years ago, yep. um, and I believe it happened one other time since. But it's it's a very rare feat. Uh, so I would say no hitter is, is definitely tougher. Probably you know in the um, you know air of like a a four goal game, maybe maybe even a five. But it, but in today's baseball, pitchers just don't tend not to go deep into games these days. You know, innings are on the decline for for starting pitchers. Relievers are very specialized now in that. Uh, they come in to face the middle of the lineup, and they can pump 99. And you just must rather have, you know, those guys in the game than a tired out starter who's, you know, going on 100 pitches. So just the way the game has changed, it kind of is not as conducive for no hitters anymore, which makes Nolan Ryan's record all the more unachievable. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, and then one one more question for you because we had this discussion: uh, who, who's the MVP this year in baseball? Uh, I would say that American League. I would definitely have to go Aaron Judge. I know Shohei Otani did what he did, uh, being a, a fantastic pitcher, fantastic hitter. Uh, but Judge, you know, breaking Roger Maris's AL home run record, and and not just that, but you look across the board, he was just the outright best hitter in baseball by a wide margin. I think he absolutely deserved it, even with what Otani did. And and over in the National League, uh, I think that the Paul Goldschmidt on the Cardinals uh, put together a fantastic season for them. Him and Nolan Arenado, Manny Machado. Uh, made for a very interesting race down the line. But Goldschmidt, I think he was kind of robbed earlier in his career, so maybe this is a little bit of bias because I felt like he deserved it uh, at other points in his career. But certainly, uh, he had a good enough season to to warrant consideration, so he would be my pick. Don't get me started on the Otani and Mike Trout and guys that are not on playoff contending teams being MVP. The V in MVP stands for valuable. So this is how I vote for hockey awards. Okay, before I get too fired up, when we come back on All Caps, Matt Weirich will be the latest victim of Carl's Stupid Questions. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner and uh, and NBC Sports Washington's Matt Wark. I'm AP Hockey writer Steve Wino. And now for our favorite portion of the show, Carl's Stupid Questions. Yes, it is our favorite for sure. All right, Matt, uh, you know how this works now. Um, so I've got six questions for you. Um, first question is, um, since you said you grew up around this area, so I'm, I'm seeing if my, uh, my armchair theory works. Uh, what, what scares you more, a tornado an earthquake or a hurricane? Oh, man, that's tough. I would have to say probably a hurricane. We had more tornado drills as kids that we had to prepare for, but hurricanes that did make it up here, I think we had two that knocked out power and stuff, so that they had the most lethal of consequences, I guess, so I'll go hurricane. Though tornadoes, we were definitely more prepared for. You, how can you gotcha. be prepared for a tornado? You're going to lie under your desk? What are we doing here? Yeah. I think we uh, put hands and knees, and uh, they always said to put your lock your fingers over your neck to prevent shards of glass from uh, catching you there. I don't know how effective that would be for like my eight-year-old hands, but that was at least our strategy. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I don't think there is really any preparation except for get into a shelter and lock the door. <laughs> uh, okay, number two. Uh, if you could have the exclusive from anyone... 
the tell-all exclusive uh, just let's go with just living people. Uh, who would it be? Tell-all exclusive just living people. Um, I would probably I would have to go. It's baseball, but uh, Tom Verducci, uh, who has been covering baseball, Sports Illustrated for going on decades now. I've had the chance to talk to him once or twice. He's a really interesting guy. I like a lot of his takes on the game and. He was also somebody who got to go through Blue Jays spring training as like a pretend player. Uh, and I would <laughs> love really? to just hear all. Yeah, like they, they had signed him up to go for like a week or so, take batting practice with the team, practice, all that good stuff. I'd love to just hear all about that. That seems like one of the coolest things a reporter could do. That's that's pretty phenomenal. Actually, I would love to see that more often. I think it would be a great thing to do. Okay. Yeah, maybe we can work <laughs> that out with the Caps so I can uh, suit up. <laughs> you think, do you think you could hang? Do you think you could skate out there? Absolutely not. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. I'm. I've skated maybe three times in my life, so uh, it would be it would be pretty bad. It's oh, so funny. Okay, this is a question that I, I there just I don't know that there is a right answer for it, but we were just talking about it yesterday. Is um, do you think there are more eyes or legs in the world? I've heard this debate. Um, I I will go with legs. Because if we're talking centipedes and millipedes, you guys know how many of those there are in the world. I mean, we're going on like billions. So uh, ants too. Yeah, I'm 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 taking legs for sure. So 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 the, that's what I said too. But then I was told, you know, think about the ocean and how many fish are in the ocean, and there's zero legs. And I was like, huh, it's hmm. a good point. But I that still feel point. like there's way more ants and uh, and that stuff. But I don't know. I I I just for some reason I find it fascinating, and I think it's. I would just love to know if there's any way we can figure that out. Why not? What do you think about that one? I I, I this is a good one. I, I I do think it's legs. I, I even with the fish and all that. I think there are more insects than there are fish. Okay, because we're also what about snakes too? Oh, don't bring up snakes. Oh man, it's not snakes. Don't bring up snakes. <laughs> Anything but snakes. <laughs> I know I hate snakes. Oh man. <laughs> all right. So okay. Um, we're, we're Thanksgiving just right around the corner. Um, what's your favorite Thanksgiving side? Slam dunk, uh, sweet potato with marshmallows on top. Easy choice. Marshmallows? Oh, the marshmallows in the oven that are like just toasted just right on top. I mean, it's unbeatable. <laughs> Why not? What about you? You know what? I, I, mashed potatoes are usually my go-to uh, as as a as a or you know no you know what no you're no as I think stuffing is number one and and I know I guess some people call it dressing when it's not actually inside the bird but whatever you want to call it stuffing dressing a little bit of sausage in there it's perfect okay all right well I'm gonna have to disagree with both you guys on that one but that's a different debate we're gonna have a couple uh, more shows before Thanksgiving so we can get into this <laughs> <laughs> all right fair enough okay. Um, when is, uh, what's an appropriate date to start decorating for Christmas? Oh man, don't ask my fiance because she's already started decorating our apartment. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I would say, uh, the week of Thanksgiving, like I think as a kid, you know, the, the Black Friday, we would always go up in the attic and pull down the Christmas stuff. So by the end of that weekend with Thanksgiving being on Thursday, our stuff would be up. So I would say, Right around Thanksgiving, if you want to do it a little bit ahead of time, maybe you're not hosting for Thanksgiving and you want to just get started, I respect it. But you can't host a Thanksgiving party and have Christmas decorations up. I think that's wrong. I think that's a very fair answer. That's the correct answer, late. yes. Yes. Um, okay, last one is late night snack. What, what, what do you have in late night after 
after a game is finished up and you're kind of writing away, still kind of pecking at something, what do you what are you going to grab? Usually it's cereal. Uh, I'm a big cereal guy. One percent milk. I'll go Lucky Charms. Um, sometimes go for the healthier stuff. Uh, but I think I used to have it like every morning and I've kind of got away from having it in the morning, but I'm still addicted enough where I got to have at least one bowl a day. So I'll probably have it at night more often in the morning now. Nice. Why no? Do you remember who also said cereal? Was that Scott Abraham? It was TJ and Lenny. And Lenny, Oshie. And Lenny yes. Hey, okay. Okay. Give me a little ammunition to use in the locker room later. Good to know. Yes. Well, theirs, I think, was specifically for breakfast, but cereal, any time of the day, counts, I think. So I'd say you're uh, you're right on par there. Okay, let me uh, – that's six. Let me quickly add these up for you here. Um, see, if we're going to sing there, the hurricane, the Tom Verducci. Okay. I really like the Tom Verducci answer. That's a, that's a pretty cool one. Um, that brings you up to – Two hundred and twenty-five point five points. Does that beat? Right. Please, please tell me that beats JJ. Sorry, JJ. I have to check. It ties <laughs> Dennis Weidman. I see there. Um, it does. Yes, it does. All nice. right. So you got your bragging rights over over your colleague there, Matt. I can hold that over. Awesome. <laughs> Matt, thank you very much for joining us on All Caps. Absolutely, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Everybody, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later in the week.